Hey everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news stories and highlights. My name is Luke and I'm your host as always. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Games Are Fun. It's episode 30. To think that I have committed to do 30 episodes of this show is pretty incredible. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Um, Games Are Fun is available on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and SoundCloud, and it airs every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. That being said, this is going to be the last episode of 2018. So we're taking Christmas Day off, and I believe I'm probably not going to be releasing an episode uh, on New Year's Day. I think that's, if I'm doing my math correctly. Um, So yeah, we're going to have a two-week break before you can hear uh, Games Are Fun again. But, uh, you know, that's what the holidays are all about. It's all about spending time with family. That's what I'm doing. And uh, I could pre-record them, but I know you guys are doing that as well. So I wanted to, uh, you know, save save all my content that I have planned for the new year. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my favorite games of 2018. Kind of dubbed them the Games Are Fun Awards, but of course they're not awards. It's more of just me um, talking to you guys about the best games I played in 2018 and my game of year. And then also I kind of made up a list on all three platforms, the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, all the games I completed this year. Now, these games didn't necessarily come out in 2018. Uh, Some of them came out in 2017. Some of them came out in 2016. Um, I'm sure some maybe even uh, 2015 maybe in there. I'm I'm not entirely sure. But these games are games that I completed so I I finished them the main campaign or I roll credits on them whatever your definition my definition I guess of completing them is is just that completing the main campaign Uh, I did that with these games so I wanted to talk about those because you know as I was coming up with this list of the best games of 2018 that I experienced you know I can only vouch for the games I played I'm well aware and well researched on the top games on you know each platform and the ones that were really well received by the community. But of course, I haven't played all of them, right? And I don't have the time or the money to play all of them. Um, you know, I played the games that I had access to. Some of them were backlog games. Some of them were new purchases throughout the year. Um, so I wanted to do a mixture of both, right? I wanted to give you the best games that came out in 2018, in my opinion. And I wanted to give games that I completed. And hopefully, by me just talking about all these different games, you're going to Maybe hear some new games or I'm going to talk about something that maybe interests you and then you go and check it out, right? Uh, That's kind of why I love talking about, uh, you know, my top 10 lists or like my favorite games is the biggest. I don't just I like talking about them to share it with people. I like people to maybe find interest in some of those games and go experience in them for themselves, right? Um, Yeah, so that's what today's episode is. and then uh, I think next year, just a, a bit of a, a teaser for a taste of what's to come on next episode, I'm going to be talking about the my most anticipated games for 2019. Of course, we're ending off the year of 2018, looking back at the great games that came this past year. And let's set the stage for next year by talking about all the games that I'm looking forward to. And yeah, that's where we're at. So before we talk about all that, though, I wanted to take the time to uh, do... To, to mention this, so this is, like I said, the 30th episode of Games Are Fun. And as we're kind of closing out 2018, I just wanted to say thank you to all the people who have supported me um, the last, you know, six months with this podcast. This is something that I started basically uh, just as a creative outlet to talk about video games. I didn't really have the plan to do this so that other people could listen to me. It was more for me to verbally express kind of my thoughts and opinions on video games, to talk about news in video in video games in the industry and to kind of share my thoughts around them. And I just saw it as kind of a creative outlet and a great way to kind of, to express all my opinions and hopefully maybe somebody listened to it and uh, that I could share a dialogue with and talk to them about kind of what they think on certain things that I talk about on the show. So when I when I did that, I didn't. That's kind of what my my goal was for Games Are Fun. It's just you know each each week, pick some news stories or some highlights or talk about games and record an episode between half an hour to an hour and just talk about them. And as 
you know, I got more and more comfortable talking into the microphone about video games. You know, I've experimented with different things throughout uh, these last six months. Some things have worked, some things have, haven't worked. Um, I've kind of figured out how I like to prep for the show, how what doesn't work for me. And um, yeah, I'm kind of taking, as cliche as it sounds, going into 2019, I'm kind of has a, have a goal or a resolution for 2019. Um, as cheesy and like I said, cliche as that sounds, um, I think it's a good idea to do. So as I, I close out in 2018, I'm looking towards 2019. How can I take Games Are Fun to the next level? Um, I've experimented with some different things. As you guys know, this podcast is the, the main focus uh, of the Games Are Fun name. I want to continuously release an episode. I don't ever want to miss a week. Um, I guess besides these two two weeks uh, during the holidays here, but I don't. I want to continue continuously upload an episode each Tuesday for you guys. Um, I've been doing so. I did some streaming on Twitch. That's been fun. I now have this YouTube channel. You can go over to YouTube, uh, search for Games Are Fun. Uh, I have my first video up there. I have big plans, kind of for that kind of stuff to continue. Um, but because this is such a busy time of the year. I haven't been able to fully commit to those other things. The podcast is taking up majority of my time. And so going into 2019, I really am going to plan and structure uh, the, the different you know, projects I want to do in a way that um, I think will really help grow Games Are Fun to the next level. To make it, the, the production of it all, um, to go nowhere but up, right? That's, that's my goal. Um, Basically, what I've discovered is through doing this podcast that started with me just talking to you guys uh, or talking to my to myself in, in my office here about video games. It's grown into something that I, you know, I make I've made those connections with uh, strangers that I don't necessarily know uh, in, in the real world. I've made connections with people that I knew um, in the world, uh, but ne- not necessarily we're super well acquainted with. Um, and then I've made connections with people that I do consider my close friends and my family. And so what I want to do in 2019, and don't get me wrong, that is the best thing about doing this podcast. I hold that above everything else um, is is the connections I've been able to make with the, the people. Um, I want to turn 2019 into having those listeners who come and check out the show to come back Net the the week after and listen to the next episode or to you know subscribe to the the channel wherever they're listening to it on and and become one of those um, you know weekly listeners. That's kind of my goal. I have people listening to the show every single week, but I really want to basically have them come back and, and to really start uh, creating that sense of community on this show um, because that is something that has just been wonderful in doing. Uh, doing this podcast and, and where it's at right now. I just want to basically continue that and give attention to that. And hopefully in 2019, um, again, a bit of a, a teaser. I don't want to give anything away or, or say something that's not totally flushed out, but I have some big ideas or some big projects uh, that I have in mind that I think would really help with that. So basically, if you are somebody who listens to this podcast every week, again, thank you very much. It is seriously because of you that gives me the motivation to to record these episodes. Um, like I said, I started doing this for me, but it's it's so much better knowing that there's uh, I, I I you know I make somebody's Tuesday more entertaining, or uh, I somebody learns something new about video games or learns about a new video game that they didn't know about. Just Sharing that with you guys has been extremely, extremely fun. So thank you very much. I'm extremely grateful. Um, of course, the call to action here. If you guys could, uh, you listeners who are here every week, if you guys could share this podcast uh, with some of your friends that may be into video games or may even just enjoy listening to podcasts, uh, if you could share this on you know, Facebook or Twitter, this show, those are things that could really go a long way on helping me kind of grow this show and, and to, like I said, motivate me to, to provide the best content for you guys each week. Um, you, you guys do that already, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think, I think I've gone over that enough. I'm uh, really looking forward to 2019. Um, I think 
again, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I have some cool ideas that I'm experimenting with, trying to figure them all out, and hopefully I can start sharing some of those kind of projects that I have planned with you guys as soon as they're ready to be uh, talked about. So. Again, let's uh, I thanks and let's kind of talk about uh, video games of 2018. So we, I could basically kind of wrote out all the games that I played this year, and I wrote out my favorite ones, my top five. I wrote out um, some other things, uh, different categories, and my favorite games in that. And so this is kind of there's no real structure to this. I'm basically gonna start off with um, the games that I can put my completion list okay we're gonna be talking about that then I'm gonna kind of go over my need to finish list um, I have an insane backlog of games that I will never ever beat every single one of them that I just it won't happen but I do have some games that are fresh like um, basically at the front of the line that I haven't quite completed yet um, but I'm hoping to complete maybe over the, the holiday break here. So these are, I'm gonna be talking about those games that you know would probably be on my you know best of list or my top 10 list if it wasn't for the fact that I you know, didn't quite get enough time to, to complete them before re recording this episode. So there's that little list. And then of course, like I said, I have my top five games of the year, uh, finishing off with my game of the year, the best game I played that released this year. Um, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise, but I, I'm excited to talk about that. And then, of course, as I've been teasing for weeks on end, I've asked you guys to email me your responses on your favorite games that you played in 2018. What your favorite game was, maybe your favorite shooter, multiplayer game, whatever. Just send me what games you really enjoyed this year, so I'm going to be reading them. Of course, Brian, Coleman, Matt, um, the, the top contributors, to, if not the only contributors to the show. Um so we're going to be talking about that, and then that's basically the episode. Um, I'm going to leave a very big question of the week this week uh, because you'll have two weeks to think about it, and hopefully we'll get some good responses for it to share with you in the new year. So that's what the episode looks like. Let's let's get into it. So my completion list. I kind of went on and looked at the games that I beat this year, some of them are games that I kind of just had in the backlog. Some of these games are games that I rented from the library, were able to complete them right away, and then uh, you know moved on from them. Some of these are games are are games that I've been kind of playing casually through the last couple of years, and finally got a chance to beat them. And then some of them are like games that I basically bought the day they came out and played them until I completed them. So this list has a wide variety. Um, like I said, some of these games came out this year, some last year, some the year before that. Um, but I'll, I'm not going to talk about every single one because there's a decent amount on here. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the ones that really left uh, an imprint on me. And yeah, those are the ones I want to talk about. So going starting with the Xbox. Um, had So between the PlayStation 4... Before I go over the Xbox, between the PlayStation 4, the Xbox, and the Switch, the games I completed the most were on the PlayStation 4. Um, I don't know if that means that the PlayStation 4 is my favorite console to play, but it definitely had the best games. Like Looking at this list, clearly I, I like these games the best. Um, I think this year I played more PlayStation 4 than I played Xbox, just looking at this list and... Uh, you know, there's other games that aren't on this list that like multiplayer games like PUBG or COD 4 Remastered or Fortnite. That's where I primarily play Fortnite on. There's games that aren't on this list that I did put a lot of hours into but didn't necessarily complete. Um, so there is that to keep in mind. But to think that the most games that I saw complete were on the PlayStation 4 tells you that, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the games that I played on that console. So let's start with the Xbox One. So I completed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this year on the Xbox One. Um, eight, eight games. So the fur again, these aren't in order of completion. These are just the games. So Doom, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Inside, Super Hot, Rhyme, Wolfenstein 2, The Gardens Between Us, and Far Cry 5. So the games I wanted to kind of talk about from that list, um, 
that really inside is an incredible game that it's available on switch ps4 and xbox one and and also pcs i believe it would make sense i don't know why it wouldn't be on pc inside is a game that it's a short game it's not super long it's made from the same developer who made the game limbo if you're familiar with limbo um it's basically a, a side scroller game but it was it's kind of like a two point well it's like a 3d side scrolling game um, Limbo was kind of a that 2D side scroller. There's no dialogue. You basically experience the game through going through these levels and seeing the world around you and interacting with the, the environment. There's some kind of puzzle elements to it. Again, I almost want to not give you guys a description of Inside and more kind of go in blind and just play this game. Um, this is a game that I wouldn't take the time to talk about unless I really recommended you play it. So, like I said, it's available on all the consoles. Play this game. It doesn't take that long. It's not very expensive It's because it's a short game. Uh, Inside is definitely on the Xbox list, the one I recommend for sure. Uh, Super Hot was extremely fun. Of course, this is the game where when you move, the enemies move. Um, so you can kind of play with the mechanics of moving quickly or moving slow. Um, think of the slower you move, you can basically, these enemies will shoot you or attack you because you're moving at a slow pace. You can kind of get out of the way of bullets or, you know, people trying to throw, hit you with a baseball bat or something like that. Um, this game is incredible from what I hear in VR because you're kind of immersed in that world of like, and have that mechanic of slowing down and speeding up and stuff. So super hot, definitely, uh, Definitely up there for one of the, the best games I completed this year. Um, and then Far Cry 5 is a game that I wanted to talk about separately. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that for afterwards. But yeah, when you look at it, there's kind of a, an interesting combination there. Obviously, we have Wolfenstein 2, Far Cry 5, Doom. And I guess, may, well, you know, Life is Strange is really more of like a double A title. But the rest are kind of like indie titles, right? maybe lesser known games. The Gardens Between Us is a indie game. It's a couple hours that I got on Game Pass that I really enjoyed. Life is Strange Before the Storm, of course, is a uh, prequel to the Life is Strange games. Inside, I already talked about. Super Hot, I already talked about. And Rhyme was a game that uh, not a lot of people knew about. So you look at this list and it's kind of interesting that it was kind of a mixture of some AAA games as well as some indie games. And you'll kind of notice that trend continue on some of the other platforms as well. Um, that's kind of the gamer I am, I think. There's some AAA games I really enjoy, but I also really appreciate some good indies. So um, yeah, to be honest with you, the, the completion list for the Xbox, I was, I'm surprised that this was the, the amount that I completed. But I think what it comes back to is, like I mentioned, I put a lot of hours and time into those multiplayer games or games that I haven't necessarily completed um, that are maybe just because they're a really long game or something. Um, so it's interesting to me that the list is as small as it is. So let's move on, though. Let's go on to the PlayStation 4. So... This easily some of the best games of the year I played on the PS4. Uh, Spider-Man, of course, came out this year. I'm going to be talking about that game a little bit later. Shadow of the Colossus, the, the remake of that game. Uh, basically, borrowed that one from the library and beat it within three or four days and had an excellent time with that. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, Bioshock, there's the collection. I only beat the first game out of the three that came in that collection. Assemblance, Beyond Two Souls, Yakuza Kiwami, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted, Lost Legacy, Yakuza Zero, Hotline Miami, Resident Evil 7, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I don't believe I'm forgetting anything on that. So yeah, that's the list of completed games on the PlayStation 4. So kind of breaking some things down. Um... If you look at the list, the first thing that kind of came to my attention was uh, there, there are games like Beyond Two Souls, Yakuza Kiwami, I owned it, but you, you'll get what I'm saying here in a sec, Yakuza Kiwami, Ratchet and Clank, um, I think that's it, and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, maybe, I can't quite remember. But those games are games that you could have got with PlayStation Plus subscri subscriptions. So to think that those great games that I 
didn't just play them for a bit. I actually saw them to completion. It were free games if you had PlayStation Plus subscribers. So it just goes to show that there's great content being put each month in the PlayStation platform uh, for those PS Plus subscribers. So that's really sweet. Uh, again, a mixture of AAA games with some indies. I'm not going to necessarily recommend indies like The Vanishing of Ethan Carter or Assemblance. Um, because they're kind of games that I really enjoy, but they're more of like a walking simulator. Um, they don't really have a lot of mechanics to them. It's more you're just there to experience the narrative and the story. And I know that those games aren't as popular as some of the other games, but those are two really game good games that I really enjoyed. Um, it was awesome playing the Bioshock Remastered, the first game, because I never actually played Bioshock 1. I played Bioshock 2 back in the day on 360 and I played Infinite back in the day on 360. Both those games I absolutely enjoy. Bioshock 2 is known as the lesser of the three but I enjoy Bioshock 2 and I really enjoyed Bioshock series so I'm like how have I not played the first one? So I bought the collection and I beat the first one to just say that you know I beat but to be honest I'm at some point when I have the time I like to go through two and three again. Um, yeah, it, it's great that I was able to to put the time for a game that came back out, I think, in 2007, I want to say, uh, to give it the time and to, to completely beat it goes to show that that kind of game still holds up in today's market, at least for a, a gamer like me. Um, the Yakuza games, I played Yakuza 0 through the end of 2017. I actually didn't complete it, I think, until early this year. And then Yakuza Kiwami, basically after, right after I beat Yakuza 0, I went and bought Yakuza Kiwami. I'm really looking forward to maybe playing Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza Kiwami 2 in 2019. And hopefully we'll get a port of 3, 4, and 5 to the PlayStation 4 next year. And uh, another game that I finally got to, to beat was Resident Evil 7. So that game came out obviously in January of 2017, I want to say. Am I right on that? Yeah, that would make sense. And I unfortunately didn't buy it because they're in last year because they just kept coming different games that I was playing. And then eventually went down on sale for like 20 bucks and I bought it off Amazon. And this was like a Black Friday sale, I want to say, but they had missed. Amazon had too many back orders and so they ran out of stock and I didn't actually receive it until January-ish. And so I finally got to beat Resident Evil 7. I have to say, um, hands down, one of my favorite horror games. Um, and so, yeah, I completed that game. That was really great. Hotline Miami is, shout out to that one, because that is easily one of my favorite indie games. I bought it this year. Obviously, it didn't come out this year. Um, and played it until completion. Great game. And then Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm going to be talking about later. Moving on to the Switch completion list, we got Night in the Woods, SteamWorld Dig, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Odyssey. So Zelda was the game I bought right when I bought my Switch last fall, so fall 20, well, like December 2017, and so obviously I couldn't beat that game um, before the end of the year, and so it, I basically until about March, April-ish, I played Zelda until I finally beat it. Um, and then I think a couple months after that is when I finally picked up Super Mario Odyssey. Um, and again, played that game until I loved it. The Switch is a, a console that I have a bunch of indies for, but it's probably the one console that I have the fewest games for, obviously, because I haven't, I've had it for almost a, pretty much a year now. And so I haven't had the opportunity to accumulate games and also because first party nintendo games are always stick stay at full price they never see price drops and so i'm hoping 2019 i can maybe complete uh some more nintendo first party games like you know splatoon 2 or mario kart 8 deluxe um that would be really great but uh now so those are the games that i beat this year so when we look at it all, count them out. So we got one, two, there were 25 games that I completed over 2018, which I'm pretty impressed with to think that in an entire year, I was able to beat 25 games. Some of these games were like two hours long. And then some were like Red Dead Redemption 2 that were like 65 hours plus. So, I mean, I, I, I you know, I commend myself for, I did, for beating that many games. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that beat more and there's definitely people out there that 
uh, played far less. So that that's pretty good. That's not to mention that there was a ton of games in 2018 that I played that I obviously I didn't complete. Um, that I, I haven't mentioned on this list. So I, I think 2018 was probably one of my biggest years of gaming as a gamer, just looking at just the the quantity and quality of games that I played this year. So it's really great. Um, now, I kind of mentioned that I have a need to beat list. These are games that are obviously part of the backlog, but they're, they're on the front of the line. They're games that I, I got maybe later in the year and never got a chance to beat them before, you know, reflecting back of my favorite games of 2018 so the first one is god of war i picked that up on a black friday sale again there's just so many games that didn't have the chance to beat that game i'm sure with that game being you know game of the year under the game awards it's probably would have been in my top game and it is definitely one of the best games i've played so far but i can't vouch because i haven't actually i've only played about half the game right i don't know what the end of that game looks like and of course seeing a game to completion once you roll credits on it depending on how a game ends it can definitely make you like the game even more or maybe less depending on uh what however it ends but um without having experienced that obviously i can't fairly evaluate where i'd put that game so uh these are games that i definitely really really enjoy and would more than likely be on my game of the year list that uh i just didn't get time to them so yeah god of war celeste on switch pokemon let's go and then these are game mario plus rabbits kingdom Battle obviously didn't come out this year it came out last year um but that's a game that i've kind of been actively playing throughout the year i just i haven't beat it yet and then i got shenmue one and two the ports over from the dreamcast onto the playstation 4 probably like three quarters done shenmue one and then i'm gonna jump into shenmue two which is i believe a little bit longer uh really great games um those are kind of the games that i hope to beat within the next couple months um not to mention i'm sure come boxing day i'm gonna add even more games to the collection that i'll probably want to play as well so now let's kind of talk about the best games of the year so um we're gonna do a top five list and those are the games that i basically they're they're my favorite games of 2018 so we're gonna start with number five and that's shadow of the colossus of course shadow of the colossus came out on the ps2 i'm talking about the remake of shadow of the colossus um this game is incredible i cannot believe that i did not i had a ps2 but obviously this was not a game that interest would have interest me at that time in my life at that age and so i'm glad that i've been given the opportunity of a, a remake of this game on the current gen playstation 4 and to experience it. It is an awesome game. Basically, you are in this world where you have to uh, kill these colossi, essentially, and the they're a, each colossi is essentially a puzzle. You have to figure out how to beat each monster. Um, you don't know... Each, each kind of colossi has different weak points or, or different ways in order to beat it and you kind of have to figure those things out as you kind of tackle like four or five of them you kind of start to see trends on how you can defeat them um but there's some challenging ones that honestly took me such a long time to to figure out how to beat them but that was the enjoyment from that game so i really like that game um i put it in my top five list because it was a game that again came out this year it came out in february um, but it was a game that made an impact on me that, you know, here we are in December and a game that came out way back in February. I'm still remembering it uh, like I just played it the other day. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to include it as on my list at number five. Now, number four is a bit of cheating because, like I said, these are games that of 2018 that I enjoyed the most. Um, but I had to put this game on this because technically, on a technicality, I played this game on the Nintendo Switch, and this game came out this year on the Nintendo Switch. So, number four is Night in the Woods. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. If you head over to my YouTube channel, I even give a bit of a synopsis of what I like about Night in the Woods. Basically, Night in the Woods is a game that I really, really left a uh, an impression on me because after I beat the game even after I played other games after that, as, as time went on, it was still a game that I thought back to 
on a consistent basis where I thought about the story, where I thought about some of the things that happened in the game that just, again, really left an impression on me. Um, basically, the Night in the Woods, you play as May, this kind of cat, animate, humanoid character, and she's basically dropped out of college. She's come back to her, her small town that she grew up in, and she's reconnecting with some of the people... Uh, in her in her town as well as her old friends that she used to hang out with and through this you kind of basically get to experience those relationships unfold you also get to experience may as she kind of struggles to figure out who she is and as someone who is you know close in age as who may would have been and they talk about you know some real life issues that people experience um like anxiety and like depression and like isolation with them talking about those kinds of things, I found myself, you know, obviously connecting to the character to a whole new level. And so it, on the, the someone looks at a game like Night in the Woods and they see these weird looking animal characters and they pass it off as just a silly game that probably doesn't have a lot of depth to it. But this just goes to show how you can't judge a book just, you can't judge a video game on how it looks, right? Um, there's so many games out there that have a, uh, another layer underneath that tells a really rich story. So Night in the Woods, number four, um, I would even go as far as to say to put Night on the Woods in my top five games of all time. That's how big of an impression it left on me. So again, it's available on a lot of platforms. If you're really looking for uh, a gaming experience like that, I, I really recommend it. If you have a Switch, I definitely recommend it because, you know, with the Switch being a portable console and more of an intimate console, that's a perfect platform to play that game on. Number three is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Of course, just came out a couple weeks ago, but I am freaking loving this game. As someone who has not, I've never played Smash Brothers. Like I've played Melee and a bit of Brawl at friend's house, but I never owned either one of those games. I obviously never owned the one for, uh, for Wii U, but from coming from the Nintendo 64 Smash Brothers to Ultimate, I'm just like, this game is awesome. There's so much content. To be honest with you, people find World of Light, the, the adventure mode, very tedious and um, extremely long. I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a great grind. I, I go in every evening. You know, I play maybe half an hour through World of Light. I unlock some characters and I go on with my day, right? And then the next day I do the same thing, rinse and repeat. And I'm actually enjoying that process of it. Of course, I'll eventually get burned out and get tired of it. But the thing is, is Smash is also provides that great multiplayer experience. And of course, I have only been able to experience the, the kind of the laggy, glitchy, um, network issued filled online mode of Super Smash Brothers. I, I, I need to get my GameCube adapter for the Switch so I can play with some of my, my friends in real life. Um, but to think that... I love this game so much without having that element of it, like that that party mode of playing with your your friends on the couch. It just goes to show that if I the the most sought out after reason why people play Smash, I haven't even experienced, and I'm really enjoying it. it goes to show how much I how much fun I'm play, having playing this game. So great game. The the amount of you know, characters and stages in this game and all the little extra features that you have in the vault of having all these songs and soundtracks from different games is incredible. So uh, easily on number three on my list. And then number two might surprise some people um, because from a looking at from like a critic standpoint, maybe not the most highest reviewed game of the year it's a triple a game but i really enjoyed it so number uh two is or so what are we on here one two three four five you know what oh my gosh this is embarrassing i have accidentally put six games so i didn't even see that that one game is kind of squeezed in there you can tell i've been uh playing around with my top five so let's take it back we're doing top six luke's favorite games of 2018 number six shadow of the colossus number five night in the woods number four smash and then number three 
Um, I guess Night in the Woods you could take out because technically it, it it were released on other consoles. So that that's the kind of probably why it, it turned into six. But anyways, number three is Far Cry Five. Uh, so as somebody who played Far Cry Two, who missed on Far Cry Three unfortunately, but played Far Cry Four and Far Cry Primal, Far Cry Five is easily my favorite Far Cry game uh, in the franchise. It is very different than a lot of the previous games because you're in you know Hope County, Montana. You're you're in the woods and the mountains of you know kind of the environment and scenery that I'm used to living where I do. Um, I thought maybe because it's not really in an exotic location that I would maybe get bored with the environment, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I think it was that familiarity with it that I really liked. The story was great. I love a good story that has a kind of a cult behind it. Um, and so, yeah, I loved being able to play that game cooperatively. I played with my brother-in-law a little bit. He got the game. And it's great that you could play through the campaign and do side missions and story missions with somebody else that that's a really cool feature that i don't think a lot of games have and so that's why it made my list is because it, the game just served a lot it had great side missions it had really memorable characters um the story was so so there were some parts of it that i had issues with wasn't a fan of certain things maybe the the end game kind of irked me a little bit um in a way that i i didn't I just, I, yeah, I didn't really want it to end the way it did, but I enjoyed it. And, you know, with that standalone uh, kind of sequel coming out in February for Far Cry 5, um, New Dawn, I'm, I'm definitely pumped for that. So uh, I can't wait for that game. That's definitely a game that I'm going to be talking about next week's episode or next episode, I guess, uh, on my most anticipated games of 2019. Okay, number two is easily Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. The one game, one of the games, I should say, that made me want to go and get a PlayStation 4 console when it was announced. When it was announced, I only had an Xbox One. It was games like Spider-Man, Death Stranding, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Those are the games that really convinced me that, man, PlayStation has the best exclusives I need to go and get a PlayStation 4. So when Spider-Man finally got here, I was pumped beyond belief because Spider-Man growing up was one of my favorite superheroes. Uh, was really obsessed with him as a kid. Always drawed Spider-Man uh, characters. And, you know, I played different Spider-Man games growing up, but this one obviously took things to a new level. The combat system is so well executed the different suits you can play the the soundtrack um the cutscenes were great the acting was great just the entire experience like i played that game to 100 completion when i got it i played it basically non-stop i didn't play any other games in between there i basically started playing spider-man until i got that platinum trophy on ps4 so yeah i i can't say like that is my only platinum i know that it's an easy easily obtainable platinum but i'm not somebody who likes to grind and do uh, the, you know can make sure i done everything i can in the game to that 100 percent completion um i did it not because i wanted that platinum i did it because i enjoyed every single aspect of it so i had to put it up on my list and unfortunately didn't make number one because there's another game that i enjoyed just a little bit more but it i look back at 2018 and that was one game that i just was so like kind of consumed by you know in a good way i i really enjoyed it um yeah loved it number one of course unsurprisingly is red dead redemption 2 as it was interesting so red dead redemption 2 definitely my favorite game it is my game of the year and here's why the game basically it was interesting because the conversation leading up to red dead redemption 2 was this game is going to change how gaming is it is going to impact the industry in new ways it is going to basically create show this open world that is has so many details and you interact with everything in it on different levels. And so everyone was really, really pumped and excited for that. And then the game released and the conversation went in a way that I, 
I personally did not expect. I thought this was going to be the game that just, hands down, it was the game of the year. Everyone loved it, not a bad thing about it. And although that that is the case with a lot of people, they, they really enjoyed it, there was more people than I expected that had issues with this game. There were things like people complaining that uh, travel felt extremely slow because they're, you're on a horse and their fast travel wasn't really something that uh, you could do. And the pacing felt really slow. It's the other complaints that it was really long, you know, it's, it takes about 65 hours to, to beat, you know, everything, the six chapters, as well as the two part epilogue, a lot of content there. Um, so there was that there was people maybe not connecting with the characters uh, maybe feeling that I heard conversation having about, you know, Arthur Morgan, the character you play as having a, a difficult time feeling connected to him because you're playing as him, but you know, you're, you want to do good things, but you're a bad guy. And it, when you do good things, it doesn't really make sense for you to do good things since you're a bad guy as, as Arthur Morgan. So I heard kind of things like that. I heard, you know, lots of discussion being around should games be fun, should games be entertaining. Uh, actually, big difference between those two words, but um, should those games be like that? And it just created a lot of dialogue around this game that's like, it was hard for me to not ignore those things that were being said and to maybe critique the game in a way that I wasn't really noticing before, right? When I got the game on release date, I basically popped it in and I took the day off and I played essentially 10 hours in the first day. And I really enjoyed it. I did not have any real problems with it. Um, you know, in that first 10 hours, I, I really liked it. And then when I went on online to kind of see what everyone else's impressions were, I started to hear those things that I've just mentioned and that kind of made me change how I played the game. It made me look at like, oh, well, maybe this person's right on saying this. Maybe they're the way the way that, maybe I'm not really enjoying this. Maybe I'm not actually having fun doing this. Maybe I'm just like want, really like forcing myself to do this because, you know, I, I have such high expectations for this game that I want, you know, those expectations to come true and everything. And so I battled with that for a while because it's hard being someone like me who just loves video games and loves to experience them for myself and have my own opinion on them, but also as someone who really is interested in what other people think about video games. And I listen to all sorts of podcasts and watch YouTube videos on different impressions. But this game was, I kind of had to to figure out if, if my impressions of them were, were accurate and how I was actually feeling. So after I kind of like took that breath of like analyzing, and so a bit of a confession here, I had teased that I had recorded a, uh, I wanted to record a spoiler cast of Red Dead Redemption where I talk about the story. And unfortunately I never, that never got released. And here's why, here's the the scoop on why that didn't release. And the, the reason why is because I recorded it probably three or four times and each time was different because I would throw in, in the spoiler cast, I'd be talking about the story and I threw in my impressions. And my impressions I saw were kind of changing because of different things. And because I, I'd put this, the spoiler cast or doing an episode on this game, I, I threw that out, that, that, that I was going to do that out on the show, right? I kind of noticed that I started playing the game differently and I was trying to experience, and it took away what I was enjoying from the game. And the second I decided, you know what, really just focus on what you enjoy. Do what you want to do in the game. Don't focus on what other people are pulling from it. Just do what you want to do. As soon as I did that, I went back to how I was experiencing the, the first part of the game. And this was roughly around, the, I would say, the halfway point in the game um, that I kind of you know, threw away all those thoughts and, and tried to get back to where I was. And I was able to do that. And I really, you know, found myself enjoying the game. So I talked about the different reasons of issues that people have with what I liked about it was that it created this really awesome story 
uh, of Arthur Morgan, you got to experience his story. Now, I personally found that his story was really captivating because there was so much from his past that were brought up that you never actually got to experience in the game, but you, you get to learn, you know, maybe why things happened in the future because of things that happened in the past. And it made me start feeling connected to him. And when I started really connecting with him, I got invested in the characters that he talked with and the rest of uh, Dutch's gang and Dutch himself, of course. And then even all the other side characters that come in the mission, I found myself being connected to them. And uh, that was just what really did it for me for this game, that there was so much so much to every little thing that was put in it and I enjoyed every little bit of it, right? People complained that, you know, you would have to, uh, when you would search or loot something, you'd have to search every drawer and that got tedious and it, was, it, it, it slowed down the pacing of the game. Those are things that I enjoyed. People complained about, you know, how it took a long time for your horse to get to point A to point B across the map. That's something I enjoyed because I was able to kind of see this amazing world that was created around me and I really liked that. And um, when you put all those things together, when you put the environment, the characters, the story, and then all the side stuff you can do with hunting and fishing and doing side missions and collecting different things, when you put that all together, it just created an experience like no other that I've had and it, it at the end of the day that's that's why it became my my game of the year it was the the game that you know as a spider-man something that I enjoyed the entire time I had so much fun playing you know wanted to to, to see completion because I enjoyed doing it it was like I was experiencing that through red dead but there was also you know it was bringing new perceptions that I, I hadn't seen in games before it was it was making me see things in a different way that i and i really appreciated that and so that's that's why red dead redemption 2 is is my game of the year um i don't want to bore you guys to death with all the things i could say about it but at the end of the day that was my favorite game um if you want to talk more about certain things in red red dead redemption 2 because of course i could I want to talk about the story, I want to talk about things, but of course, not everyone has experienced that for themselves yet. So if you want to talk about Red Dead with me, uh, you can email me at gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. That game is still very much in conversation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I because that is the game of, uh, of the year for me, I, I love to talk about that. And you can expect that I will continue to talk about that game, um, even though I've kind of, I'm finished with it. I'm the, the other thing I forgot to mention is the online aspect of it even was another, you know, win for it because I experienced all that. And then now being introduced to online and all the things that that has to offer. So it's been really great. I am really enjoying playing through that uh, online experience. So, yeah, those are my favorite games of uh, 2018, my top five list. Some games that I wanted to mention uh Games like Sea of Thieves that came out on Game Pass and State of Decay 2, or I just want to give those two specific game shout-outs. Shout those are games that I probably would not have bought this year. and Well, in fact, I didn't buy them. But because they were day-and-date released with Xbox Game Pass, I was able to experience them, and I had a great time with them. So I wanted to give those games uh, honorable mentions because those were games I really enjoyed, um, but... <laughs> Not enough necessarily to go out and buy them on the release date. But I'm glad I got to experience those two games as well this year. So that yeah, that's basically my favorite games of 2018. I played a lot of video games this year. Like I said, I think this was one of my best years in gaming because I just got to experience such great games. Um, even with, you know, to think that I, this year, I beat Zelda and I beat Super Mario Odyssey and Red Dead and Spider-Man and Far Cry and all these great games that from the last couple years, I've, I finally got, this was the year that I got to kind of see completion on them. So I had a personally a really great year. But now I want to change the conversation to what you guys felt um, were your favorite games of 2018. So let's turn to Coleman Dean first. Coleman Dean writes in with his favorite games of 2018. And so Coleman says, game of the year, 
for the best, uh, so games of the year, sorry. For the best story-driven game I played this year is Far Cry 5. I really enjoyed the story of Far Cry 5, following a policeman infiltrating a cult, you learn of the inner workings of this cult and attempt to free its inhabitants. If you haven't played Far Cry 5 yet, I would definitely recommend it. And as mentioned on the show, I not only did I play Far Cry 5, I liked it so much I put it as my third favorite game this year. So uh, good choice, Colin. And for my recommendation for the best multiplayer game of 2018, I'd have to go with Battlefield 5 of which I have just begun playing not too long ago now, but the multiplayer games I've gotten this year, but out of the multiplayer games I've gotten this year, it has definitely been the best. Cheers. Yeah, it's interesting. Battlefield 5 is very interesting. I have a trial for it under my EA Access subscription. I got 10 hours worth. I absolutely love Battlefield 1. It is my, if you go on my statistics of my most played game, now a little bit of uh, an asterisk here, my most played game on Xbox One is City Skylines, but that's because my girlfriend Megan uh, is obsessed with that game. So if you call my statistics, that's my most played game. But from that I've played personally, Battlefield 1 was my most played game uh, since I've owned my Xbox One. And I absolutely love Battlefield 1. And so when Battlefield 5 was announced, I'm like, great, this looks like more of just what I love from Battlefield 1. They haven't, they're not changing too many things uh, up with it. It looks great. And as we kind of got closer to that release day, of course it was delayed. We found out that their Battle Royale mode that they prematurely announced at E3 was delayed until spring 2019. Um, not to mention the uh, just all the other marketing things around it that uh, maybe overshadowed the gameplay and uh, what the game actually offered. It just kind of made my excitement for it kind of... It, it wasn't as I wasn't as excited for it as I was for Battlefield One, and so I'm I'm really glad Coleman that you as a Battlefield fan are enjoying it, the game that has great things to offer. I'm really upset, unfortunately, that in the the community and the industry that it's not being um, as well received, and I think that it has a lot to do with um, all those things I mentioned, as well as some of the other games maybe. We're shadowing it like Red Dead Redemption 2 or Call of Duty Black Ops 4, um, obviously Smash on Switch, and uh, some of the other games that were released around there. And so, yeah, it's interesting. I I think when that game drops in price, I'm definitely going to pick it up, and hopefully, Coleman, we can play some Battlefield 5 uh, in the near future. And then next, we got Matt Johnson writing in with his favorite games. Uh, hi, Luke. My response for to the question of the week or Coleman and Ryman's corner uh, for games of the year. Uh, unfortunately, my experience this year for new AAA games have been limited due to console exclusives, Spider-Man, God of War, etc., and time. The only game I was able to play was Far Cry 5, which was an amazing game, so it gets my fault, vote by default. Um... So yeah, that, that's really uh, unsurprisingly that because you didn't play, like you said, a lot of games this year. Um, but I think, like I, I've mentioned in the show, talking about Far Cry and obviously Coleman mentioned, giving a shout out to Far Cry 5. That's a game that, you know, did really well this year. And um, I'm sure, I think you you picked a good choice of being able to play that game this year. Um, it, it The experience it provided was great. And I'm really, like I said, excited for that Far Cry New Dawn releasing in February, so we can kind of have a continuation of that. Last but not least, Brian writes in uh, to kind of mention his favorite games of 2018. He says, I didn't have a video game of the year per se, but I had a great time with the Switch and NHL 18. To be honest, I haven't really played NHL 19 that much. Shows how much the Switch has taken over. But if you had to put me down for a pick of game of the year, I'm going with Pokemon Let's Go, uh, as funny as it may seem. So, a couple things with this as you previous listeners of the games are fun podcast knows that Ryan is our expert kind of sports game especially NHL game expert um but it just kind of I wanted to talk about how uh he, Brian got a switch this year and from going from NHL 18 and NHL 19 obviously hockey games being some of his favorite games uh to picking up the switch and playing games like Pokemon um it's really cool to see how powerful that Switch is and how a game that just released here in November and you've only had, you know, a month of playing it has really made an impact. Um, 
Brian, as mentioned on the show before, I believe, is a Pokemon fan. And it's cool to see that Pokemon Let's Go, as though it's aimed for a younger audience and a casual player, someone who's really familiar with the Pokemon series, um, is still enjoying a game like this, goes to show that Pokemon knows what they're doing for the most part. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, it's one of, Pokemon's one of those games that, as a kid, I never, like, just grinded through it and saw it right to completion. It was a game that I would play on my portable device, like my Game Boy or Game Boy Advance, and I'd just play it, you know, as the opportunities came up. Because I had my PlayStation 2 at home, I eventually had my 360. So those were kind of games I played on road trips or if I didn't necessarily have access to the TV. And with the Switch, of course, I can play it on the TV, but I mostly play my Switch portably. And so um, I think that also is why maybe I don't have as many Switch games compared to my PS4 and Xbox One. It's just for that is because I usually play my Switch when I'm on the go, um, which, you know, can be sometimes not very often or sometimes a lot depending on what I'm doing. And so, yeah, it's, it's really cool that like this, you gave the Switch a shout out to, I'm really looking forward to maybe Brian having him on the show talking about how the Switch, uh, has impacted him and his views on gaming. So yeah, great suggestions, Coleman, Matt. Brian obviously highlighting some great games of 2018. Um, I'm I'm super pumped to talk about uh, in next the next episode of all the games coming out in 2019 because there's so many games that I can't wait to experience. I have so many thoughts around them, so I'm looking forward to the next year. But 2018, wow, incredible year of games. Um, I it's almost seems like every year, like 2017, we had you know Zelda, we had Horizon, we had great games released and it's like man this is such a great year in gaming people are going to look back at this year as like one of the best how is it ever going to be topped well 2018 came along with some bangers and definitely uh is like i said one of the best years in gaming in my opinion uh at least in recent history who knows what 2019 is going to bring if we get you know game if if i doubt it but if we see releases like metroid prime 4 or you know, Death Stranding or Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima, all games that could come out next year, maybe 2020. It's just, it's just going to keep getting better and better, it seems like. So thank you very much, everyone who tuned in this week and listened to this week's episode. Um, again, just to close out the show, thank you everyone who's listened to the podcast this year. It's been an incredible journey. I've learned so much about myself and video games and the industry and I can't wait to continue uh, learning and hopefully educating you guys on games and gaming news and and everything like that. Um, If you enjoyed the show, make sure that you like, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to on, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, CastBox or SoundCloud. Uh, Make sure you give that follow so you don't miss any future episodes. But of course, before I say goodbye, One last time here in 2018, we have the question of the week, the question of the year. No, it's the question of the week. Uh, You'll have two weeks to answer this question. You can email your responses to this question of uh, at the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. You can also comment on this video if you're listening on SoundCloud uh, or head over to my Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. You can also send your suggestions there as well. Wherever you're sending them, uh, please do send them. This week's question, it's not a big question. I'm not creating it uh, to be this monumental thing. But because we're talking about 2019 um, in next week's episode, you know, I thought maybe of just leaving the question of what's your most anticipated game? And that is part of the question. Part one is what is your most anticipated game of 2019? Um, and the other question just for fun to add to that is what is a game that you have been hoping for for the last four or five years or a game that you know could be announced at any point? What is a game like that that you really want to see announced next year? Um, cause that's the thing is we kind of know what games are coming out in, you know, the, the early months of 2019 and then going to spring and then a little bit into summer and then we kind of have some games that we expect in the fall but there's games that are going to be in the game of the year talks that i'm going to be talking about maybe this time next year 
on the games I love that we don't even know about yet. So what I want to know from you guys is what are games that you really want to see in 2019? And they can be like as far-fetched as you guys want to throw them. If you want Banjo-Kazooie uh, 4 <laughs> to come out on the Xbox, you know, that could be a suggestion. I, 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 nothing is off-limits. Um, say what you want, but of course... Um, you know, try try to come up with as many as you want. Don't just send in one. Let's let's hear some games that you would really like to see announced in 2019, uh, as well as your most anticipated games that are announced for 2019. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Games Are Fun. Just a reminder, Games Are Fun is available every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and CastBox. Next week's episode, there is no episode. And the week after that, there probably isn't an episode either. Um, so we'll see ya. We'll talk to you guys in 2019. Make sure you head over to my YouTube channel. In the meantime, uh, who knows? Maybe some videos might drop over the holidays. I'm not promising anything. But uh, go over there and, and keep eyes on that page because uh, there could be things coming in the meantime until the next episode. So again... Happy New Year to all you guys, um, and we'll talk to you guys next year. Yeah, I pulled that, that dad joke. All right, guys, see you later.